Welcome to Future Stories, a brand new podcast from thejournal.ie. We're partnering with Volkswagen, a leader in automotive technology trends, to look to the future, one vision at a time. Throughout the series, we'll be exploring the future of everything from mealtimes to housing to your weekly supermarket shop and speaking to innovators and change makers. This week on Future Stories, what's the future of travel and what could your summer holiday look like in 20, 30 or even 50 years from now? Looking at the earth as a whole, as you fly over it, you notice it actually looks pretty fragile when you look out there and you see this very light uh, film of atmosphere over this, this beautiful blue ball. You get this sense that you know it's fragile and, and also you don't see any borders you really just get this sense that we're all sharing this fragile planet together. It's relatively easy to get you to orbit and to get you trained and to help you have this experience. That's Mike Suffredini, who's the CEO of a company in Texas called Axiom Space. After spending a decade with NASA managing the International Space Station, Mike started his own venture about two years ago with the hope of developing his own private space station by 2022. So what does that actually mean for the rest of us? Well, once it's up and running, Axiom Station will also be able to host tourists for anything from 10 to 60 days at a time. You'll have a room created by the French designer Philippe Stark, a wine and cocktail bar, you'll have Wi-Fi connectivity, and you'll also happen to be floating in orbit 250 miles above Earth. We collaborated on the design of the crew quarters. It's uh, it's awesome. It's it's got it's not what you would ever expect. It's got this very lush and soft feel uh, all throughout. Um, it has this amazingly huge window. That's a it's it's an oval shaped window that's about 24 inches across. Uh, so and all of those have a view of the Earth. Of course, you have access to all kinds of entertainment. You have access to a system that helps you know where you are over the Earth. You eat food a little bit differently um, uh, than you do uh, on the ground, um, but we have a galley. We have uh, a place to wash up and go to the bathroom and all those kinds of accommodations as well. And this won't just be an experience that's reserved for astronauts. You do about 15 weeks of training. Some of that's training on the launch vehicle. Some of that's training to be uh, on the space station. Uh, but you do that 15 weeks of training. The last few weeks are um, uh, together uh, at uh, the launch site with your crew. Uh, all of our uh, tourists who fly or private astronauts, as we call them, which you will become a private astronaut, uh, fly with a professional astronaut. So while you'll be trained to use all the systems, you'll also have somebody there that can take care of you. But we hope as the years to come and we we help foster uh, new launch vehicles, which is one of the, the largest cost aspects. Uh, there'll be more competitions and the prices will start to come down so that more and more of us can enjoy the flight. Before you go planning your holiday for 2022, though, it is worth mentioning that a 10-day trip on Axiom Station costs around €47 million, Euro, or $55 million. 
For that price though, you will also get 15 weeks of training beforehand and a rocket ride to the space station and back. For $55 million, you get an all-expense-paid trip to the space station. Um, It covers your launch costs. It covers the cost to launch all the items that are required to help you survive in space. You need oxygen to breathe. You need water to drink. You need food to eat. You need clothing. So it's it's paying for all of that stuff. It's paying to launch all that stuff. It's paying to uh, operate and maintain the vehicle that you fly to. It covers all your costs, everything from training to, to launch to the flight to the return, the recovery, and to, and to ultimately uh, get you back home. Closer to home, while we might not be taking over the cosmos just yet, we are getting closer to zipping between cities at the speed of sound. Imagine an overseas trip without the airport waiting times or the hours in the air. Just hop on a Hyperloop train and you could get from Cork to Paris in under an hour, door to door. So how does it all work? Well, using magnetic accelerators in a low pressure tube, Hyperloop pods can move at top speeds of around 1200 kilometers per hour. For comparison's sake, that's around six times faster than a standard train. One of the countries leading the charge is Ireland, thanks to Team Airloop. Last month, the team of Irish engineering students shipped their Hyperloop pod prototype from Dublin off to California for the finals of the SpaceX Hyperloop pod student competition. Team Airloop's design was chosen for the Californian finals ahead of hundreds of other entries, and they're actually one of just 19 teams who will be taking part. They're one of just five in all of Europe. So where are we standing now? This is uh, our second uh, mechanical lab. That's Stuart, the head of mechanical engineering at Team Airloop. He spent the last few months holed up in a lab in Dublin City University, helping design the pod and put it together. Not just on a computer, but with real materials. This was our uh, assembly area here. And then down the middle here, we had the actual, the tree benches where we actually built the pod. So this does kind of um, look sort of like a garage. Okay, it's a bit brighter, but it has yeah. like metal tables, lots of like screws and things hanging around. Yeah. So you guys actually started from scratch and built a model here. Uh, 153 parts are manufactured downstairs in the facilities here, and the other parts were manufactured around the country, all brought here and then built. Every single nut and bolt, bearing, everything was put together here. This is our spare chassis. Um, you can start to see the detail in a part like this. Wow. Um, so again, this, this, the chassis, I suppose, is the, is the part of the design which kind of, you know, brings everything together. So you have a keel doing his electronics and I might do like the, what we call the clamping mechanism and someone else might do the suspension. And then the chassis is what ties it all together. So this is, kind of, what are we talking here? Like five or six foot long? It's 1.64 meters. Okay. Um, it's pretty long. Yeah, pre- pretty long. Um, so that's the total length of the pod. So this is sort of the body of it then? Yeah, like the spine, it's the, what holds is everything together. So that's probably one of the major pieces. Okay, well I won't um, try and lift it. No, I, don't, sure. I don't want to drop it. The whole Hyperloop process can be tough to wrap your head around for a non-engineer like myself. So I ask another member of Team Airloop to talk me through it. My name is Akil Borkara and I'm Head of Electronics and Marketing Director for Team Airloop. For someone 
like myself, who doesn't have an engineering background, what is Hyperloop? Like, how would you explain it in yeah. a few sentences? Imagine transport that's faster than a plane, but as convenient and as affordable as a train. That's it. That's uh, in layman's terms. That's all we're trying to do. Make a transport at the speed of sound possible over land or under, underground so that we don't have to rely on air travel. Akil also fills me in on why a Hyperloop, which is essentially a bullet train in a tube, can go faster than, say, a bus. Think of a bus, you know? It's a big brick, you know? It's flat, it's not aerodynamic. Buses can't travel at high speeds because of the wind buffeting against their big flat faces. It's very easy to go at low speeds because aerodynamics plays no big role because the force isn't that huge. But at a high speed, the force is huge. It's like driving against a brick wall. But with the Hyperloop, because it's in a vacuum tube, there's no air in there to cause this drag. So there's no drag. So it's way easier to actually get to these higher speeds. So what is the appeal of Hyperloop for tourism and mass travel? In Ireland, there's a huge problem with the you know, east-west divide. You know, Almost all the big industry has settled in Dublin. And that's a huge problem. And that's why you know, house prices in Dublin are ridiculous. With the Hyperloop, you could go from Dublin to Galway in just 20 minutes. That's like your drive to work. You know, if you're really amb- ambitious, you could do something like where you, you, know, you live in Dublin, but you say you might work in Paris or something like that, because the commute would still be very reasonable, you know, maybe 40 minutes, something like that. Conceivably, by Hyperloop, like, say, let's say Dublin to Amsterdam, what are we talking? Yeah, we're talking, you know, you know just over an hour to go distances like that, you know. So anywhere you can put a tunnel, you can put a Hyperloop. Akil has high hopes for the future of Hyperloop in Ireland and beyond. What you have when you have transport that's this fast and this efficient is you can quite literally change the world. Back in Houston, Texas, Mike Soffredini says that travel tech is changing how we travel, why we travel, and how fast we get there. I see a more regular uh, flight opportunities. I see dramatic cost um, uh, reductions such that more and more of us will be able to afford it on a regular basis. I also see more than one uh, one place to go to. I would expect there to be more uh, than just one uh, major vehicle in, in Earth orbit that, that you can commercially pay to fly to um, available and, and different ones specializing on, on different types of things. I will be following in the future with bated breath to see what happens. Great. Well, we look forward to having you fly with us someday. Yeah, yeah. I just need to raise the funds. Maybe once the price drops a little bit, uh, I'll be first in line. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, keep you, we'll keep you posted. For more looks ahead, you can subscribe to Future Stories on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for updates on our next episode. Thanks for listening. Future Stories is brought to you by thejournal.ie in partnership with Volkswagen, who are at the forefront of automotive technology trends, including autonomous driving, in-car connectivity and electric mobility. Volkswagen, we make the future real.